Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Saint Podcast. If you happen to be listening to this when it's released, uh, it is the first week of Lent in 2020. I pray and hope that you're having a a good and prayerful Lent. Um, If you're not listening to this during Lent, well, happy day to you anyway. (laughs) Um, So the next couple of weeks, actually the next five weeks counting today, um, what I thought uh, would be good is to reflect on the sorrowful mystery. So uh, beginning today with the agony in the garden, um, I'll go through the the five sorrowful mysteries over the next five weeks uh, since we are in Lent. Um, So... I hope you uh, enjoy this meditation. Uh, This meditation is taken from uh, Bob and Penny's Lord's Reflection on the Sorrowful Mysteries. Uh, So without further ado, so I began with uh, the Last Supper, of course, um, and Jesus gave them uh, a last teaching. Um, He actually predicted that they would all leave him. And when Peter exclaimed that he would never leave him, uh, Jesus predicted that before the cock crowed twice, Peter would deny him three times. Uh, but he said this with love. Uh, Jesus knew their weakness. Uh, Jesus knew it would take the power of the Holy Spirit to give the apostles the courage they needed uh, to carry out the mandate he had given them. He prayed over them, and then they left for the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's uh, recorded in the Gospel that Jesus sang. Uh, This is the only time in the Scripture where we hear of Jesus singing. Uh, And just remember that... uh, St. Augustine tells us that when we sing well, we pray twice. Jesus knew they would have to have the strength to live through the days ahead. Uh, Previously, he had brought Peter, James, and John to the top of Mount Tabor um, and uh, showed them his transfigured self. And of course, they had been so overjoyed that they wanted to stay up there forever. Um, But they did not know this was to lead to another high place, uh, the high place of uh, Calvary. All of them sang as they left the upper room, and they continued singing as they walked past Caiaphas' palace, uh, where Jesus would return that very night under much different circumstances. They crossed over the Kidron Valley onto the Garden of Gethsemane, at the foot of the Mount of Olives. This was a favorite place of Jesus. It was near Bethany, the home of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. This area was also where Jesus stayed whenever he came to Jerusalem. He never stayed in the city, but always outside and on this side. It was on the Mount of Olives that he wept over Jerusalem and predicted his destruction, which took place only some 30 years after his death and resurrection. It was here that he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how many times I yearn to gather your children together as a hen gathers her young under her wings, but you are unwilling. Behold, your house will be abandoned, desolate, I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him into the garden. He asked them to stand guard and to pray. Then Jesus went off by himself to pray at the rock. Jesus knew why he had been sent to earth. This was the beginning of the end of his mission, the salvation of men and their sins. We believe that Jesus was able to see in that short time, all the sins that had been committed by man and would be committed until the end of time. He grieved over the blatant betrayal against his father by man, all the way down through the centuries. He must have cried as he witnessed the carnage, the mass genocide of close to 40 million of his children by Stalin, by Hitler, by Mao Zedong. How this must have pierced his side, 
and strangled his heart. He also had to see more than 60 million victims of abortion at the hands of their own mother in America alone. Jesus had to realize that the worst atrocities against humanity were to be committed after his great sacrifice and after the triumph of the cross. Is this when he began to bleed? Did knowledge of all the sins of the world before and after him cause such pressure on his head and heart that blood began pouring out of him? He got up. He went back to the chosen three, and they were fast asleep. He called them to wake up. Did they have any idea of what he was about to endure for them? Could they not stay awake with him for one hour? He went back to the rock. Because of the agony Jesus suffered, this rock would later be called the Rock of Agony. He continued to pray. His humanity had to have surfaced. He must have looked at these three who had fallen asleep and thought, they were the best of the lot, and they couldn't be depended on. Was the time right? Was it too soon? Had he prepared them sufficiently? Would they be strong enough to carry on the work? After all, it had only been three years. These eleven were not the brightest or the best educated. They were simple men for the most part, fishermen. Jesus spoke frankly to the Father. He said, Father, if it be your will, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus went back to the three apostles. Again they were asleep. He woke them. He chided them. Why are you sleeping? Wake up and pray that you may not be subjected to the trial. But it was too late now. He could hear a commotion not far off. It was Judas and the soldiers from the chief priests approaching. According to his plan, Judas embraced Jesus. He looked at Judas with such love. He knew he was about to be betrayed. But it didn't stop him from loving his betrayer. Judas averted Jesus' eyes. Jesus smiled sadly at his fallen apostle. Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? At this point, a riot broke out. The soldiers went for Jesus. The apostles tried to stop them. Peter, still not quite awake, pulled out a sword and began flailing it through the air. It landed on one of the priest's servants and cut off his ear. There was a hush. Jesus grabbed Peter's hand and stopped him. Enough! Then he touched the man's ear and healed him. Jesus looked to those who were in charge, the priests, the chiefs of the temple guard, and the elders. He was hurt. What had he ever done to them or to us? Am I a criminal, he asked, that you come out after me, armed with clubs and swords? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you never raised a hand against me. He could see he was getting nowhere, but he had to give it one last try. He had to let them know what was happening. He said, but this is your hour, the triumph of darkness. I often wondered about this last statement of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Who was it directed to? Was he speaking to the chief priests or the temple guards? Or was Satan lurking in the shadows that night? Had Satan's demons taken over the hearts of those who now wanted to see Jesus dead? Had they filled the priests' hearts with hate for Jesus, using them to do their evil work? We know that Lucifer is the prince of the world, the prince of darkness. Was Jesus speaking directly to him?
please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.